morning, evening and afternoon. Hello and welcome to the podcast. We're back. We had a week off because Phil had food poisoning and he wasn't in a fit state to speak to you all via a microphone. And I didn't want to do it on my own. I wasn't in a fit state to do anything, was I? Last <laughs> no, week. you was not. I don't often do it, but I was pretty much just lay on the couch. In fact, that was it. I was like, oh no, I was laying on the couch. I was eating toast. Eating toast. Mm, yeah, I considered doing one on my own and then I thought no one wants to listen to me on my own because... That's not true. There are plenty of people right now thinking, well, I wish Phil wasn't on this actually. <laughs> I'd rather you was on your own, Phil. <laughs> Jen even. Jen. Sorry. So, uh, we've, uh, we've got Reggie with us today. If you're, on the, if you're on the YouTubes or any video platform that we post this on, you'll know. But if you just listen to the podcast, you won't. Um, we might have some people leave the podcast now and go, I'm going looking on YouTube mm. if Reggie's knocking about. He's just trying to find a comfortable spot and there he is. There we go. He's happy now. Are you going to go to sleep? Remember, no barking because that microphone is quite good <laughs> and picks up a lot of sound. So you can't bark. All right, big man. There we go. Good That's boy. nice and comfy. Well done. Um, yeah, so we hope you all missed us last week. Mm, I hope you're all devastated that you didn't get to <laughs> listen to us for a week and that you've missed us a lot. For those of you who didn't notice, shame on you. Yeah, for those who couldn't <laughs> care less, get off our episode, go listen to someone else. <laughs> We like you really, please don't leave us. Yeah. You might be the only one. <laughs> so this week, um, we are talking three simple ways to stop falling off track because you may find yourself in the end of January feeling like your motivation from the new year is dipping. Mm-hmm. And this is where we need to find something deeper than just a bit of motivation to keep us going now, don't we? Because... We did a whole mastermind on this um, for our clients this week, didn't we? About motivation right. and keeping it all year round. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, if you've not heard us say this before, motivation is not always going to be around. Um, so. Oh, it's there. We just don't yeah. always have hold of it. Yes. We have to go and find it ourselves. We do, we do. Um, so the I suppose these are a few ways that we can do that, um, but also stop ourselves from falling off track. That on it, that off it kind of mindset. I would agree. And I'd also add to that that this is probably a good podcast to come back to if you are ever struggling with kind yeah. of like falling off track. Like January is a, a very apt time to be putting this mm-hmm. out. Uh, but I would say coming back to this is probably beneficial as well. And um, also, disclaimer, there are way more ways to do this. This is just three oh yeah, that we decided to talk about today. We thought we weren't going to sit and chat to you for five hours. <laughs> you might see it's five hours and go, I'm not listening to that. I'm not listening to them to waffle on for five hours. Anyway, number one. And this is in no particular order, because as Jen said, there's tons. There's like, I don't even know, maybe we could probably write down like 25, 30 ways or something. So um, there's absolutely loads. So these are in no particular order. But number one is to find your why. And before you switch off the podcast, yes, it sounds very wishy-washy. Yes, it sounds a little bit kind of like, oh, so I just need to work out why it's really important to me. Kind of, but we have actually put down a almost journey of questions that you can work through that will really, really help. Now, the reason that finding your why, which I'll explain in a second as to what it is in a moment, is so important is because quite often you will go on a journey to achieve something. And during that journey, you'll be like, why am I actually doing, like, what am I doing this for? Like, what is the benefit? Why, why am I actually on this journey? And you'll start to question yourself. And if that why isn't strong enough, you're naturally going to, for want of a better phrase, lose that battle. Because your mind's going to tell you one thing, you're going to be thinking another, and it's going to be like, oh, well, I can't be bothered then because... Am I really that bothered about achieving X, Y, and Z? Am I really that bothered about losing weight? Am I really that bothered about improving my relationship with food? Am I really that bothered about getting fitter and healthier? Do I care or would I rather go and do something else? Mm -hmm. Now, if you've got a real powerful why as to why you want to achieve those things, you'll probably carry on. 
Now, it's not the be-all and end-all of everything and anything, but this is really, really important. And a quick kind of... And if you want us to send these questions through, just drop one of us a message and we will do, just in case you don't get a chance to jot these down mm -hmm. or if you're on a walk or something like that. And if you're on a walk, fantastic. Um, however, the first question to always ask yourself is, why is it important that I achieve this? Why is it important? Because ultimately, we can all sit and say, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to lose 10 kilos. I want to improve my relationship with food. I want to be fitter. But why? Like, Why is it important that I do that? And once we've discovered that, ask yourself the next question, based on the answer, well, why does that matter to me? Like, You want to be fitter. You want to be healthier. But why does that matter? Like, why not just stay stay as you are? Like, why not just stay how you are right now? Why does it matter that that changes? And a great way to work out the answer to that is to ask yourself, how will life be different once I achieve that? So once I do become fitter, healthier, lose weight, whatever it is, how will my life be different once I've done that? Or once I've started to achieve that? Once I'm on the journey to achieve that? And taking it on a slight different direction, but a really powerful question to ask yourself is, what are the negative impacts of me not achieving that? So what happens? How is life different? And you know, what will life look like if I don't achieve those things? Because sometimes it can be easy to work out, you know, you know, what it is you want to go and achieve it and why you want to achieve it, but actually we don't take a second to consider, you know, what's the negative impact of staying as I am or taking 10 steps backwards? And then finally, and again, another difficult question to ask, but I think it's important we ask and answer the difficult questions. What are you willing to compromise on to achieve that? Because we know the famous phrase, and if you haven't, you'll love it, because I love it. If nothing changes, nothing changes. So something's going to have to change. If you're going to become fitter and healthier, it might mean moving more or starting exercising. If you're going to lose weight, it might mean changes to food or day-to-day -day movement or your routine or your current habits and behaviors. So things are going to have to change. There's going to have to be some compromise somewhere. And you're going to have to decide what is it that you're willing to compromise on in order to get to where you want to get to. So your first one is to find your why. And as I said, if I've asked those questions too quickly, um, please just drop either me or Jen a message and we'll fire them across to you. Yeah, and I think I've been banging on about this one loads on my social media recently about that having that deeper why because... Why? Why? Why have you been doing that, Jen? Because I don't think enough people are connected with their deeper why. But why does that matter to you? Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we, we very often think quite surface levels with our why and if you like many of the clients that we work with your why probably for most of your life has been like, well, because I just want to lose weight mm. and like I want to change myself physically, but that is just not enough. Like we need, that if we really want to change our habits and our behaviours and we really want to create lasting change, just losing weight isn't a deep enough why. We need to dig way deeper than that and have that really, really powerful thing that's going to drive us forward because when you're having that really, really difficult day, Changing yourself physically ain't going to stop you from making decisions that aren't aligned with your goal because it's just not big enough. Like, and it will never be big enough, will it? You can't be intuitive with your thoughts if you want to make physical changes. You can't yeah. just kind of make decisions just kind of like, oh, I might do this, I might do that. You really need to have some intention with what mm -hmm. it is that you want to do because make it, as I said before, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So you really need to have an intention for this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. This is when I'm going to do it. This is what that looks like. And I know sometimes it sounds a bit regimented, but it really isn't. It's not. It's just having an intention. Mm -hmm. As Jen said, like you need a deeper why. And you might listen to this and think, but I lost weight in the past and I didn't have a deeper why. Well, actually, sometimes you did, you just didn't recognize it or you didn't. And that's potentially why that result hasn't been sustained. Mm -hmm. So it's really important. It really, really is. And something like this might take 15, 20 minutes. 
So that, you know, that 15, 20 minutes could change your life all the rest of your life. Yeah. We're talking like 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years worth of change because of 20, 30 minutes sitting down with a pen and paper. I yeah. reckon it's well worth it. It is. It's really powerful. And this, don't get me wrong, like when we're talking about physical change, though, we're not saying that we don't have to. Like we can't desire and want to make physical changes. Like, mm-hmm. but let's think about the why and where that's coming from because if we're doing it for other people and we're doing it to look a certain way we're probably not going to get those lasting results we're probably going to keep falling off track but if we're doing it for us to change our quality of life to be able to run around with our kids and do more with our kids like that is the type of stuff that will keep you going because that is the stuff that like is life changing, like you said. Sometimes as well, it could be a process driven why. So they're kind of like end result wise, which are ridiculously yeah. powerful. Like being honestly, like when clients say things like, oh, I've been able to run around with the kids, I like literally absolutely explodes my heart. Like stuff like that is just hugely powerful. Um, but for some of us, and it's no less powerful, it's the process side of it. So it's being able to. Um, you know, challenge ourselves on a on a week to week basis on the consistency of exercise, like because we've never been able to do that before. That in itself is something that I've been through. Mm-hmm. I tried to do an Ironman, and as most people probably know, I never did because I was doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. My why was because I thought it would be quite impressive, but who too? Because I would I mean, I'd have been impressed by myself, of course. I would like just done an Ironman. It's great, but realistically, my why was external. It was. It was as like I hate saying this out loud, but I have to because I have to be open and honest, and I want to be open and honest. It was in theory for other people. It was to like almost impress others, and so that people could be like, "Oh, Phil's done an Ironman. That's great." But like, really, like, was that actually going to be really beneficial for me? And how long would have that you know that phrase? Oh, Phil's really impressive. That had lasted like thirty seconds, and then we move on to the next social media post and see something else. And the amount of time, effort, and energy I was putting into that. Well, one wasn't enough, but technically two was too much because I was realising and recognising it wasn't working. I wasn't getting there. It's because my why wasn't important enough. Mm -hmm. And I've started to now focus more on the day-to-day, week-to-week, turning up, focusing on me, physical and mental health, the benefits of that exercise in itself. Like this morning, the the positive benefits of that workout outweigh completing an Ironman Mm -hmm. 100 times over because that's so much more important to me right now. That constant pursuit of physical and mental health is so much more important to me than crossing a finish line. But that's to me, like that's just my personal thoughts, feelings and opinions. That's nobody else's. So that's okay if yours is different, but I found my why, which is why it works. And I spent a lot of years with the wrong why or not even knowing my why, which is why I got stuck and didn't get there. Yeah, I think like I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight at the minute and I should probably talk about this more on my social media actually. I've not thought about it. You're that. too busy talking about why. Yeah, I know. That's it. There's um... no room. You've had, com- <laughs> you've had to compromise your weight loss journey so was you willing to compromise that, Jen? Because <laughs> if you wasn't, maybe that's why you're speaking about other things too much. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, honestly. The- um, no, I'm doing it. I honestly just feel a bit sluggish and rubbish in myself at the minute in terms of like how I'm functioning. Like I know I've felt better in training sessions and been able to give more in training sessions. And like I genuinely feel really comfortable in my body right now. I know that I'm not doing this to change how I look because I've, I've tried in the past few months to to do it and honestly it was coming from a place where I felt like I needed to 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 lose weight and then I was like actually I don't actually want to do that like when I dig dig deep I couldn't maintain the habits because I was like I'm actually quite happy in my body right now I don't have enough of a desire to change physically so it didn't really stick but this time around feels a bit different because I've actually noticed that I've 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 noticed a change in how I'm feeling in in myself like 
I just feel a bit sluggish, a bit rubbish. And I, I know that I my body functions a bit better when I, I'm a little bit lighter. And I want to get back to that place. So I am actually sticking to the intentions I've set out myself this time round because it's not coming from the same place as potentially where I've been trying to come at it from the last few times I've tried. So, yeah, that was a um, big conversation, but good one. I feel like we should have just done the whole podcast on your art, finding your art. Yeah, see you all next week. <laughs> but we have got a couple of other points for you. Point number two is practice pausing. Um, just generally pausing is really great, but um, pausing and making a physical or mental note of things when they do go to plan because I think so often we focus on the things that aren't working, what we're doing wrong, like beating ourselves up over this, and we'll come on to that more in a minute, but we just focus on things when they're not too great. But actually, do you know, the last time you were feeling great, do you know why? Do you know exactly what you were doing to allow yourself to feel that mm, way? I was eating a burger and chips last night. <laughs> it was wonderful. Mm, it was good food last night, wasn't it? It was overpriced, but it was wonderful. <laughs> It was very price. We had vouchers though, so it was all right. That's true. Um, yeah, so being really clear on like, think back to the last time you felt really good. Like maybe it's right now, maybe you're thriving at the minute and you're feeling really good. Write down everything that you're doing and like be really, really like intricate with this. Like write everything that you're doing to allow yourself to feel that way. Like are there certain things that you're doing on a daily basis? Are there certain things you're doing on a weekly basis? Are there certain boundaries or... Um, things that you're doing that are honestly just making you feel really really good write it down could you just intricately check around that door and see what Reggie's eating because I can't see from here and it's never used for something no. it's supposed to be you're not supposed to eat that poisonous plant oh wonderful that's the first time you've decided you want to eat that wonderful news you've never touched that in your life in the whole two years you've been with us He's not, not quite too, yeah. not quite apologies for interrupting I'm not going to apologise anymore you're used to it by now surely Reggie interrupts <laughs> every, every 10 to 15 minutes I would say he interrupts it whether he's here or not usually eating something he shouldn't be yeah. good at that isn't it sounds like he's eating it again John. yep oh no he's gone no, downstairs. He's downstairs that's worse there's a lot of things downstairs <laughs> wow um, yeah so um, write it down because if we can make a note of what makes us feel really good when we are feeling really good, when you're not feeling too great, you've then got a whole checklist of things that you can be like, am I doing all this stuff? Like, like, is there anything that I've stopped doing that last time I felt really great was making me feel really good? Because then you go, oh my goodness, yeah, I've stopped doing that. I can't believe I forgot to do that. Because it's easy when things are going really well to not realise just how much something you're doing is really impacting you. But sometimes when it goes away, it then becomes really obvious. But if you've got that list there to reference, you're going to see what that thing was and you're going to put it back in and you're going to be like, oh my goodness, that really does impact how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and like my ability to do things and stuff like that. And stuff like that, that was vague, wasn't it? Just a little bit. Just a little bit vague. Mm-hmm. Um, But it is really, really powerful and massively underrated for knowing what, allows you to thrive personally because those things are going to be different for each person depending on what their life is like um, and their habits and their relationships and all that kind of stuff another vague one yeah what am i on today stuff vague phrases things and stuff things and stuff before we move on to point three can we all just give uh, reggie a mental round of applause he ran downstairs got his own bone ran back up and now he's just on the on the landing tune he's born i love 
nothing. Because he knew not to eat the plants. Reggie, you're such a good boy. I think he's run off again, has he you gone? No, you're being a lovely good boy. Smart. Oh, look at that tail waggling. Yes, you're a good boy. You're bringing it in here. The standards and expectations of this house are ridiculous. Like, the, What I have to do to get that kind of like round of applause from Jen is ridiculous. Honestly, you say good boy to Reggie. His yeah. When he's lying down, his tail starts hitting the floor. I can't stop. Is, <laughs> I will literally say... Such a good boy to him for about ten minutes yeah. as long as his tail keeps wagging. Just stares at you, it's in, it's in the floor. <laughs> and number three, and we've chatted about this before, and it's because it's so important. It's self compassion. Yeah. And it filters down into three separate elements, which are self kindness, shared and common, uh, and mindfulness. Um, self kindness is just having that. I know the word gentle sounds a little bit wishy washy, but when something happens and it doesn't quite go to plan, just being a little. A little bit not as gentle as Reggie's being with that bone on the stairs, clearly. <laughs> being a little bit more gentle with yourself and a bit more understanding with yourself. Just knowing that it's all right. Like, yes, it hasn't gone to plan, but it's okay. Reggie's now. What's Just be doing? gentle and kind with yourself, Reggie. It's okay that you drop your bone down the stairs and can't get it. Reggie's applying a little bit of self compassion right now. Um, That's okay. But that first element is so important. It's so important because we know that when things don't quite go to plan, as humans, what often happens is there's like a, what we call like the response and the reaction. The reaction happens first. So you react to a situation like you've eaten more calories than you said you was going to do. You've overeaten on a meal that you're trying to be mindful with. You've not hit a step target. You've missed a workout, whatever it is. You have that initial reaction like, oh, I can't believe I've not done that. Oh, I'm an idiot. That's your reaction. Then you pause. What is your response to that reaction? If you can have a gentle understanding response to that reaction, you will start falling off track because you'll be okay with what's just happened. And you'll be able to not draw a line under it and move on because that's not what we're saying. We're not saying just forget about it, pretend it didn't happen. We'll come on to that a little bit more in a second. But you're just understanding that it's all right, which brings me nicely onto that shared and common behavior. Because often when things don't go to plan, it's like we feel that it's just us. Like, oh, it's just me that struggles with this. There's only me that does this. Do I'm the what? only one. Sorry to put in there, but that is often, I've had a, quite a lot of conversations with people who've di- done a lot of diets. That is often really highlighted in, in with like um, diet culture. Because if you're part of a diet and you see all the success stories and it's not mm-hmm. working for you, you think it's just you. Mm-hmm. But what you've got to remember, there could be 100,000 people doing that diet and you're just seeing 10 people who are doing really well at it. And I think when you're seeing only seeing the successes, it really, really is easy to think it's your fault, it's just you. You're the only one who's struggling, but it's thinking about that bigger picture of that one. 100%. And it also links in a little bit with that idea of practising... Uh, pausing when things go to plan mm-hmm. and when things do go well because there's loads of times it happens in a day but we don't notice it we only notice the things that aren't going to plan simply because they're the things that we highlight so as Jen said you know you're part of a group of 50 people or a thousand people or a million people or whatever it is and you see one person do something well that works you then assume that everybody else is doing just as well and that everybody else is smashing it and it's never the case like you won't be the only one it isn't just you and then finally and this is something that I think is actually the most challenging thing to do because it's hard to strike a balance with this and it's being mindful when things happen from a self-compassionate point of view so when something does happen there's this phrase which I hate draw a line under it and move on I don't think that gives us any I don't think there's benefits to that in general in terms of like when things happen but at the same time beating yourself up doesn't work either we need to find a balance between the two so you don't want to ignore what's happened and pretend it didn't happen because if you are on a weight loss journey and every let's say you go over your calories every single day for a year 
and you just keep ignoring it and keep ignoring it and keep ignoring it, you're not technically on a weight loss journey. You're not going to lose weight. So the ignoring it doesn't really help us either. It doesn't align with what we want to achieve. But we also don't want to judge ourselves, beat ourselves up, criticize ourselves, say we're not good enough, say we're rubbish, we're stupid. Why am I even bothering? I'm never going to lose weight. Because that doesn't help either. We want to find that middle ground. We want to recognize that there's a reason why I'm overeating. Like there is something happening. Like it's not my fault. I'm, I'm not an idiot. I'm not stupid. I've not done something wrong. But there's a reason behind that. So I'm going to investigate that. And I think being able to be curious with it is what is really powerful. So when you, you know, I'll keep using the same example because it makes sense. I've overeaten. You know, what led to that? How come yesterday I did go over my calories? You know, we're not beating ourselves up and saying, why did I do it? It's my fault. It's more just, I wonder what it was. What was the case? You know, when you reflect back and you go, oh, I was actually really stressed all day. Maybe I'm just not great at managing my stress. All right, cool. Well, what can I do with that then? Well, maybe I could have some strategies in place that mean that I stress less. And I could have some strategies in place so that when I do get stressed, because it's inevitable in life, I can manage it. Great. So now what you've done is you've taken responsibility in a positive way. You've recognized that stress is the thing that's causing you to overeat. So now you put a load of energy into stress management. You start stressing less. And when you do stress, you manage it really well. And now you eat less. So you've taken responsibility for the situation without beating yourself up. And I think if you can be self-compassionate within your journey, especially when things aren't quite going to plan, but all the time as well, uh, but especially when things aren't going to plan, it can really, really help you to stop falling off track because it allows you to recognise what's happened and still move forwards. I think the mindfulness as well really ties into that self-kindness and um, the shared common human experience because when we can be mindful, we're more or when we can practice mindfulness in our life, we're more likely going to be able to create that pause to allow ourselves to then reflect, be kind and recognize it's not just us. So I think that kind of ties the the first two elements together as well quite nicely in terms of like practicing being able to pause and slow down and, and just take a take a beat is huge, not only for those two things, but for stress as well. It really is. So just to quickly, quickly recap, as I always do, um, find your why. If you're struggling with all the questions, drop us a message. If you can't remember them, drop us a message. We'll tell you them. If you want some help with answering them, um, ask one of us. Uh, number two, practice pausing and making a physical or mental note when things do go to plan and then write them out in the evening. And then number three, self-compassion. Be kind. Know it's that it's, it is a shared and common experience and be more mindful. Yes. Jen Kay, put me on the spot. Here we are on the spot. Is that the question? Because yes, we are. No, that is not a question. That's a shame. That's that a was statement. a statement. That I agree with. <laughs> we are here. Um, it's from a number one podcast fan. Guess who? Uh, either your mum or um, my dad or Sarah Jones. Sarah Jones. <laughs> Legend. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Just below our parents. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah Sarah has sent in... Virtue's not happy. That was a really, really good way of articulating the question. Thank so what Sarah that. did was she messaged me with loads of barking and was like, ask Phil this. And what me and Reggie have been doing, we've been practising it all week. Right, so I have to answer that now. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. sorry, it's not finished. Oh, one second. you got to wait. Okay, go. Oh, no, sorry. There's more. He's adding some extra bits on that we hadn't discussed and practised. Like, we didn't practice these bits. I'm not quite sure where he's going with this now. It seems to have taken a turn. No, I think that's a full question. Okay, go. So, yes, I would. But, oh. No, well, now he said agree. that. <laughs> now he said that. I definitely would. But only on a weekend and only if it was purple. <laughs> I want to know what you're answering. <laughs> what Reggie's just asked me? Surely you understand what he's asked. You asked him to ask me. 
don't think he likes your aunts, to be honest. I know, but he doesn't like purple, does he? Well, he's coming back to tell you. He's not. He's not. No, he's coming back to <laughs> So. The actual well, question, please. The actual question from Sarah was, um, if... I'm trying to remember it now because my phone's up there videoing. If you could only use one word for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Um, coffee. <laughs> because it's the answer to every question. <laughs> you'd get a lot of coffee. What do you mean? Maybe you'd never sleep because every time someone asks you a question, you'd just say coffee and they'd just make you a coffee. Not true because someone would be like, why are you struggling to sleep? I'd be like, coffee. They'd be like, oh, well, I'm not going to get one then. So that's a good example of where I wouldn't get it. It's a great, honestly, it's a great word for everything in life because I could just always get, I, I like, give me a question where the answer isn't coffee. Okay. Um, what did you do yesterday? Coffee. Uh, <laughs> I did actually go for a coffee yesterday. <laughs> Can we take Reggie for a walk? Coffee. <laughs> that one doesn't make sense. Coffee? No, I'm <laughs> no, asking, do you, want, do you want coffee as well? I'm not answering the question with a question. Don't take coffees on a walk with a dog Shan't. that can't control itself on a lead. I quite literally had one of the most stressful walks of my entire life for the first 10 minutes. So me and my friend Amy took both of our dogs, both of whom are the exact same age, and get a little bit excited when they see each other and mm. pull quite a little on lead. They act like Jen does when she's not so miffed. <laughs> so, um, Reggie did a poo. Mm. I was trying Jen to does get... that as well when she sees me. <laughs> <laughs> when she hasn't seen me for like five, ten minutes, she gets so excited and just does a poo. poo. <laughs> <laughs> you and Reggie have so much in common. Anyway, I was trying to get a poo bag out, but I had a coffee coffee like heated coffee cup thing in my hand so I put that under one arm whilst I try and got the poo bag but Reggie's lead was in the other arm and because Winnie had walked off a little bit he ran to Winnie I ended up tipping the coffee all over my hand and burnt my hand through my gloves so moral of the story is unless your dog can walk like a saint don't take a coffee on a walk with a dog makes sense because you'll burn your hand I'm literally looking at the burn on my hand from it it's bad isn't it yeah I can't believe it good mm. job I had gloves on yes. I did it again like two seconds later do you know what I'm worried about right now I was I say, that ball's going into the no, kitchen I was going to say Reggie's being quiet but then I heard him pouring at his water bowl that water bowl now will be on the other side of the building <laughs> building he's, been, he's heavily featured in today's episode hasn't he yeah, more I, so than I mean I know he normally features but more so than normal I too. hope you all appreciate Reggie being it if you don't let us know if you, if do, you don't like dogs us. if you don't <laughs> like us you've had a nightmare today anyway thank you so much for tuning in we do genuinely appreciate it as we say if you share this to one person you are helping another person just by sharing it so please do so we massively appreciate it when you do that please share it on your socials if um, you use social media to chuck it on your story uh, we massively appreciate that too. What are we um, going to do next, Phil? What do you mean? Oh, that was your opportunity. What? Coffee. We're not though, are we? Because it's half past two. I was just making a joke. Oh, right. You, you, Sorry. You didn't, you didn't let me have my joke. Oh, I never let you have your joke. Oh, I hate it. Go so on, do it again. Much. No, because you'll still not do it. I will, go on. Will you answer my question before I want? What? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to ask me the same question again. Oh, what are we doing next? Going for a walk. No, I knew you were going to do that. Don't know why I humour you. I don't. I know you too well. I sometimes just let you have it because it's easier. Do you want to get a coffee before we go for a walk? Oh, no. I'm going to a duck do. What's a duck do? (laughs) Eh.
<laughs> that didn't sound like a dog either. I was too excited that you let me off the joke. Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to a dog do later. <laughs> that's a dog do. Oof. <laughs> oh. oh, should we go to a horse do after that? Not a horse do. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That was the worst thing. I don't think that horse that is very well. Laughing. Oh. I didn't think that one through. What's Jen short for? <laughs> what? What's Jen short for? Jennifer. No, because she's got little legs. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Ironic, because I've not. I've got really long legs. You're not the only Jen. <laughs> oh, I am. All oh, right, okay. You're the only Jen in my life. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, mate. Do you want some water now? I feel like we should have stopped recording a long time ago. <laughs> So thank you so much for continuing to listen, if anyone else. Um, I love you, bye. Have a fantastic week. See you later. Bye.